0: All right, it's pretty late, so probably will be quite a short one. But I just got this um, awesome email um, a while ago, a few hours ago, from Wooly Ram. Now, Wooly Ram is, uh, like I said, he's, he's, I definitely consider him one of the immortals. Um, he's all alone in Israel, raised Jewish, and you know, wants to be a, a full on hardcore Catholic. So I salute the man, that's, uh, that's commitment guys, that's, you know, there's a guy who's definitely surrounded and uh, keeping his side up, really up. Anyway, he sent me this awesome email, now I haven't uh, researched it myself, um, but I'm fairly sure um, Wooly Ram's a pretty cool guy, I, um, I wouldn't think he would have just made this up and it's really interesting what he did is he sent me the paternoster in Aramaic translated into English now incidentally just as a, one of those little coincidences that makes you think God's got a funny sense of humor the thumbnail for this video is actually apparently the uh, Our Father in Aramaic you know the paternoster is the Latin name of Our Father but it's, uh, same thing now I do have an Aramaic bible so in theory i could go and check it up. i just haven't had the time and the inclination to do it but um anyway listen to this tell me this doesn't make a lot of sense you know especially in the context of those people that say oh they're bible there's no such thing and oh, oh you fool you know the bible was written the new testament was written in greek oh ho oh, oh. ho. yeah listen to this and tell me if this doesn't make sense hello again kurgan about the Semitic language structure of the Paternoster, as I wrote in the comment, Hebrew does not use many connective words like and, the, and so on. Aramaic is likewise structured. So in Aramaic, the Paternoster would be like this. And then he's got seven lines. First line Father Heaven, Hallowed Name, Kingdom Come, Will Done, Heaven, Earth. Give law bread day day. Forgive us our sins as we forgive sins to us. Lead us to no evil, save us from evil. It's really interesting. And then he goes on to say parts two, three the rhyme. That's part two and three are hallowed name kingdom come. Part four is a mnemonic contrast to the opening, the opening being Father Heaven and part four being will done heaven earth. Part five uses a common expression for daily wages, law bread. So law as in the law and bread as in what you eat. And it's, you know, hyphenated law bread. It's a very interesting term. Part six and seven rhyme, not in sound, but in structure. It's very interesting. Part six and seven are, forgive us our sins as we forgive sins to us. Lead us to no evil, save us from evil. This prayer lacks the austere rigidness of Hebrew, common Aramaic for the common man. And tell me that that doesn't just kind of make a lot of sense. Um, A small tidbit from ancient Hebrew. Temple Mount is also called Mount Moriah. In Hebrew, Mount Bitter God. And now I'm starting to, I've just realized now as I'm reading this, J.R.R. Tolkien. Isn't there a Moria in his book somewhere? So Moria means Mount, you know, uh, Mount Moria means Mount Bitter God. Why would God call this mountain bitter? Consider its history. The centuries of blasphemy and sacrilege it bears done by God's own people. There are plenty more such connections and hints all revolving around the word bitter alone. I lack the capacity to even begin explaining the deep beauty and pathos of the book of Job or the stringent musical weariness of Ecclesiastes. Have a blessed and restful weekend. Awesome email. Now, the thing is, the book of Job, uh, even long before I was a Christian, as soon as I found out it existed, I have always pretty much hated uh, the book of Job. It's sort of like, what? You know, like, it's like God and Satan are behaving sort of like, uh, you know the the gods of Olympus. Oh, we're just gonna see ruin this guy's life, kill all his children, and just see if he gives up on God or not. You know? Yeah, go on, you do that. But it's um, and you know, then yeah, sure. At the end, he, he gets everything back, and he gets new sons and whatever. But it's like, yeah, but you still killed ten of my kids, dude. You know? And. I don't know, I I struggle to reconcile that loss, but the thing is, I am also aware that the book of Job is not written in English. Uh, It is written in in Hebrew, and I'm really quite curious now um, to understand that better in light of this email, the beauty and pathos of the book of Job. I I found the book of Job very hard. and the stringent musical awareness of ecclesiastes. Now ecclesiastes I find quite depressing <laughs> and um, a guy I know uh, that's his favorite book of the bible because he reckons you know even the richest man with the, the most concubines wives and most riches and so on and the wisest man is still kind of like fuck you know there's nothing new under the sun and Yeah, I suppose that's one way to look at it, but that's not how I choose to look at life. You know, that's, to me, that's kind of a defeatist sort of attitude. Um, I prefer to take joy in the little things. Uh, Those of you that have seen The Thin Red Line, which is a brilliant film, it's one of my top 10 films. Most people don't understand it. Most people think it's a film about war. a lot of people walked out halfway through because oh it's just some kind of weird art movie no it's not an art movie it's a very deep film uh but you can only understand what it talks about if you've been through some pretty hardcore shit you know those those moments where there's like in the thin red line there's like sunlight shining on rocks and leaves and whatever and it goes on for like a couple of minutes you know but if you haven't been in a situation where you know and those soldiers in that moment they're just kind of sitting half in a river or whatever they were like waiting for the next battle or to get shot or are they going to shoot are they going to get shot will they survive and you know it's been like that since day dot and they're tired and exhausted and at the end of their rope and and if you haven't been in that situation and don't understand just how powerful it is sometimes to just look at sunlight reflecting on water and that moment of beauty is all you've got because in the next couple of seconds you might get shot, you might die. It's a very well-made film Um, and to me that aspect of yeah I'm about to get blown up, I'm surrounded and um, you know there's fucking I don't know wired up to a a bomb and I'm about to blow up you know it's uh, I've got no chance to survive but hey look at that sunlight shining off that rock looks real pretty Uh, there's also a Zen koan I think that is like this where this this monk has been chased by a tiger or something so he runs away and he gets near a cliff and the tiger is coming so he falls off the cliff and as he falls off the cliff he manages to hang on to a branch of some vine and but you know it's not a very strong branch and it's about to snap and he looks oh maybe i can survive the fall but he looks below and there's another tiger below him so there's a tiger above him a tiger below him he's hanging on this bit of root that's about to rip off the ground and, and he notices there's a little strawberry you know growing just next to the root so he plucks the strawberry and eats it <laughs> and that's pretty much how i think you should live you know also you know me being me when that root finally snaps i'm gonna go down head first as hard as i can at the fucking tiger at the bottom because yeah i'm gonna die but i might just be able to take the tiger with me so (laughs) you know don't give up keep fighting but imagine I, i just find this version of our father really interesting i'm just gonna read it again like in one go father heaven hallowed name kingdom come Will done, heaven, earth. Give low bread day, day. Forgive us our sins as we forgive sins to us. Lead us to no evil. Save us from evil. Amen. That's... I don't know. I I really like it. It's it's really cool. Also, uh, apparently Mel Gibson's got a new film coming out on the Rothschilds. And... Uh, what was the little article I saw, something like, oh, uh, Mel Gibson's new film has already got to do damage control, because apparently he said, there isn't a single war the Jews didn't start. <laughs> just love the man. <laughs> now go ahead and tell me that said a privationist like me who reject Vatican II don't have any impact whatsoever on the world, yeah? That guy's sure a hell having an impact. And... Um, you know, we discussing this with some friends of mine. And they're like, well, okay, maybe they didn't cause every war. And I'm like, all right, let's try and find 10 wars. Just 10 wars that had nothing to do with Jews. Where Jews were not involved at all. You know, 10 major sort of historical wars that everybody sort of knows about. That had no involvement of the Jews. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one maybe some of the wars in Spain with England and France, but you see, but no, because France was also involved and France, of course, had all the um, Freemasons, which are essentially you know, Jewish Freemasons, doing all sorts of things to destabilize the, the, the French and that's why you had the so-called French Enlightenment and uh, those massive massacres of, of Catholics during the so-called French Enlightenment. So, you know, I don't know what the level of involvement was there between uh, sort of the French, the Spanish, the Portuguese, and the English in in that whole mess. Um, But, you know, going back as far as I can remember, they were always instigating, you know, let's you and him fight sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Mel's new film. It's obviously going to be a brilliant one. And um, I've I've enjoyed pretty much all all of his films that I've seen. Uh, Apocalypto, brilliant. I have not seen The Passion of the Christ and I don't think I'm ever going to see that film. Um, Funnily enough, I had a discussion about that with um, an ex-SEAL. Now, I've never been a SEAL. I've never been a a, a military special ops. I've studiously avoided avoided uh, being um, drafted in the Italian military or any other military for that matter because for various reasons I um, I, I was supposed to be drafted into the Italian military but I managed to avoid that because I've always sort of lived outside of Italy since I was relatively young then I managed to avoid being drafted into the South African military um, and that was a close call but I managed to avoid that too So. Um, I didn't, um, y- you know, th- there was a time when I'd thought of volunteering for the British um, military. I was very young and I wasn't allowed to because I wasn't a- 18 yet. Um, and also I would have had to have lived in the country for two years, which at the time I had not. I was 17 and I only lived there for one year. So God's providence again. But anyway, I was discussing Watching the passion of the Christ with an ex-seals an ex special ops guy um, And I, I can't remember if there was one or two definitely one of them I can't remember if I discussed it with another guy, but I've discussed it with a couple of people that have had pretty intense lives and I said, you know, it's funny because You know guys like us have seen and done some pretty You know some pretty hectic things uh, been involved in or, or seen or you know or had done to us or done to others or whatever you know all for good reasons you know there wasn't um no innocence were hurt in the making of this video <laughs> but but you know some pretty nasty stuff and and yet to see what is essentially a guy getting tortured to death for a couple of hours it's just uh you know like i don't need to see that and I understand, you know, for, I discussed this with my wife, who, you know, is a tough little cookie in her own right, uh, because she said, yeah, no, I watched it, and I was like, man, that's just, you know, and she was like, yeah, but the way I figured it is like, well, if he went through that for us, the least I can do is at least watch a film about him, and I was like, fucking hell, and she's right too, you know, but <laughs> I'm still not going to watch it, because I think those people who have been closest to that sort of thing you know in a way however removed actually really understand what the hell is really going on there and it's just yeah and it's funny because this ex-sealed guy agreed with me and all the other guys i've discussed it with who, who have had pretty intense lives you know they were in the military or special ops or whatever they all had a similar sort of like Yeah, you know, I mean, these are guys (laughs) that, you know, could could probably kill a dozen people at the drop of a hat um, if there was a half decent reason, you know, but because it's an innocent guy, you know, it's a good guy and he's just getting done in and it kind of goes to show what I mean about, you know, proper, what I call proper criminals, you know, thugs or real mafia people not the drugs and prostitution and you know the the scummy end of the world but the real thugs you know bank robber or whatever i don't know and soldiers and warriors and and good fighters they they all have a kind of innate sense of justice you know it's like if a guy deserves that shit fine but you know that guy's completely innocent you know he, he was he was Jesus and and they nailed him to a cross just like horrific you know Uh, so yeah that's the one film of Mel Gibson I haven't seen Um, I also haven't seen drag across concrete which I want to see I believe he was one of his films so but uh, yeah so that's pretty much it for this video I hope you enjoyed, and and thanks again to Wooly Ram for that. It's a uh, it's a very good, uh, very good email. Thank you very much. I really appreciated that. Have a good night.